This is Working the Beat. It is Thursday night, August 29th. It is the night before the night before college football gets started. I'm Kevin Cooney along with Mike Kern. Glad you can join us here as we get ready to... It's the last week of summer. It is the last week of summer. Everybody uh, down the shore this weekend, hope you're listening to us somewhere. My 61st summer. If I'm calculating that right, it would be my 62nd summer. If I'm 61, I guess it's my 62nd summer. I was told there was not going to be math in this. I didn't remember the first one, but most of the ones throughout the last 55 or so, I remember. (laughs) I love summer. I'm a summer person. But see, this is why you can't move to Florida. Well, what happened? What's going to happen down there this weekend? I have friends down there, and they're telling me already. It's like four days out, and they're in Orlando, which isn't usually what you think of as getting, and they're all scared. Because of whatever they're thinking. You know, it'll be interesting to see what the college football slate down there Well, they're moving like the Florida State game to Tallahassee Hassie. from Jacksonville. And I don't know if that, you know, and they're starting early. I think they're going to start at noon instead of like at night. But if I lived in, in Florida or somewhere down there, this happens. And I just don't know how I would react to it. I really don't. Because in Northeast Philly, nothing happens, well, basically, other than snow. And, you know, you might get a, your roof might leak at some point or something like that. But, I mean, you know. You're not having, uh, you know, 150-mile-an-hour winds or something coming at you. Usually, unless there's snow coming with it. It's scary. I couldn't imagine going back to my house and it not sort of being there. And you see people do that all the time, and and my heart goes out to them. Well, on this episode of Work on the Beat, we're going to look at college football. You know, when you talk college football, with all due respect to Villanova and Temple, in Pennsylvania, you think about Penn State football, and... The best person to talk about Penn State football is on the line with us right now from the Harrisburg Patriot News, Penn Live, longtime Penn State beat writer, has a million stories. It's Dave Jones. Dave, how are you? And he's painting his kitchen. <laughs> so I so I go from battling guys texting me from their basements, their mom's basements, to talking to another guy in, in his, his in my own basement. At least I own the basement. That's that's there is, the there is that. <laughs> that is the, there is that's that. That's true. That makes a difference. That does make a difference. Yeah. Uh, Dave, how are you? Are you set for that big Titanic tilt? I it, am ready. I think this is uh, my 29th season on the Penn State working the beat. And how many? I would have actually thought that was longer, Dave. I mean, yeah. seriously, I, I'm I'm not trying to be fine. Are you I, are you are you saying I look old? No, is no. That but, what you mean? I Mike? remember covering. Good, good, look, I did it for 40 years almost 40 and i remember you like in the early 90s so you must i guess just been starting at that point but i remember us going to bowl games and stuff in the early 90s um, that's true so you know that I, I just didn't realize you were just starting out then i guess kevin back then i always thought mike was angry because i came from the midwest i was just a midwestern farm boy mm-hmm. and i didn't understand you people and, and, and now you've turned into one of us. <laughs> I, I started. I was just being I Philly. Saying, no, I, I was I've just being Philly. 21 years now. Yeah. So I started, I stopped myself sometimes because I, I, I started saying my O's like I read, I read the story. <laughs> I'm starting to talk like you people. We, we, you, sa- you just sounded like Tina, uh, the worst Tina Fey impression ever. That day. <laughs> you know, I mean, we mean it's well, but true. the problem with it's us true. is. We'll just an, we'll just tell you what we action. think sometimes, it's an and sometimes action. we don't do it properly, you know, <laughs> and that's okay. And and I've you know, 
But I try to tell people that all the time. People come up to me and say, oh, you know. I say, no, I no to, I'm, I'm a I, good guy. I, I'm not, you know, but what the hell? Dave, you, I used you, to think Mike was uh, was just angry all the time, and I didn't know that was just the South Philly way. No, 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 no. Yeah. Northeast Philly. Northeast I'm not Philly. from South Philly. Don't, Don't say South it's Philly. It's a different world. No, it's, it's just Philly. They, they would, no, they would take umbrage to that. The people in South Philly would, would take umbrage. We'll get like Gargano on and ask yeah. him if the same holds between South Philly and Northeast. Yo, cuz. Yo, cuz. Dave, all right. So this is your 29th opener. How many of them have actually been good games, though? Oh, my God. Uh, we thought in 99 Arizona was going to be a great game, and then that was a blowout. Uh, Didn't they play Gary, in the football classic in 96 Georgia up in the Meadowlands? Tech. Georgia they played Tech in 91. That's right. That was a really good No, but USC, yeah. they they beat USC pretty bad up at the Meadowlands in like yeah, 96. Yeah, it was a good game and then USC right. No, but you thought it was going to be a good game. It didn't yeah, turn out Georgia, to be a good game. Georgia Tech in 91 was a very good entertaining game. I thought I think that was 31-22 something like that. Well, Georgia that. Tech was coming off a co-national title. That's right, with yeah, Colorado. Right. Yeah. This is before the 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 urge to put cupcake galore in week one and, and well we had we had central florida and ireland and that was an awesome game right that was that was franklin's uh, first game correct pardon me franklin's first game was correct. in our, yes yeah 91 wasn't 91 their first year in the big 10 yes 93, 93 was. Well, oh was that it was 93 okay i thought yeah because 94 was the they actually got into the big 10 supposedly in in december of 89 okay i got i did this I did this great story in 94, five years after they were invited, and I, I called up um, the, uh, the, 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 the Big Ten commissioner. Or, uh, he, wasn't the, I, he, was, he wasn't the commissioner. Jim Delaney was the commissioner, but he was the, the president of the Council of Ten. His, his name was uh, Eikenberry. And uh, he had been a Penn State vice chancellor, and he was the guy that got it all going. He got to put it on the fast track, and that's the reason Penn State was invited to the Big Ten. But the athletic directors and the coaches weren't even told about it. They weren't even told about it. The presidents got together and just decided this was going to happen. And then they told Delaney, and he got everybody on the phone, including then Michigan athletic director Bo Schembechler, Mm -hmm. and said, gentlemen, this was December 14, 1989. I'd been in Harrisburg for four months. I couldn't believe what I was hearing. And he said, gentlemen, we've invited Penn State to the Big Ten Conference. And I got Schembechler five years later to do a retrospective. And by this time, everyone had gotten used to it, and it was fine. And Penn State was going to the Rose Bowl. They were going to play Oregon. And this is when I did the story in December of 94. And Shem Beckler told me, and he's a, he was a wonderful interview. I don't know if you ever talked to him, Mike, but, I mean, he was tremendous. And he said, there was silence on the phone. And finally, I just decided I couldn't take it anymore. I said, are you shitting me? <laughs> 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 and there began like a six-month process where – they were going to walk it back and then let all the athletic directors vote on it, which is what they did six months later in June of 90 in Iowa City. They all voted on it, and they said later that it was unanimous. It was anything but. It was seven to three and had one vote going the other way. Penn State would have been – they would have reneged on Penn State. Northwestern, Bruce Curry, I think it was, the Northwestern AD, 
uh, voted. He, he was on the fence, and both sides were trying to, to persuade him, and he voted for Penn State. If they're going six to four, they needed two-thirds, and Penn State would have been out all of a sudden. And when it was announced, Jim Tarman, who you know, Mike, was the, uh, the Penn State athletic director, he told me, later that gene corrigan called him the uh, the acc commissioner and said the next day why didn't you tell us you wanted in a league we would have had you in in a heartbeat yeah they wouldn't have had a problem finding a home no and they would have been in the but but everything changed everything when you're an independent everything changes your schedule changes can you imagine what would have changed if penn state had gone to the acc rather than the big Ten? Oh, I called Corrigan and asked him if this was true a few years ago. I think I did the story in like 2015. He said it was absolutely true. Um, I would have had them in. I would have done everything in my power. I think the presidents would have gone along. So they would have gotten Penn State in. Then they would have still had Florida State in. But they wouldn't have invited Boston College. Or and, Pitt. Well, maybe Pitt. No, they would have invited some of them because they want to expand. Right, but but yeah. s- there would have been but, but a. They no, they wouldn't have invited one of them. That's what Dave. They yeah, would have they, invited they, teams to to fill out their conference. Right. They might have. They might have invited Virginia Tech, but but not certainly not BC, and probably not Pitt because they already would have had the Northeast market. Well, they would have had to invite somebody because they, so, they they need to get to what, a certain amount of teams. Happens with the Big Ten, does the Big Ten invite Maryland? Hell no, not without Penn State. Does Nebraska go into the Big Ten without Penn State? I don't know. Probably not. You know, Rutgers is not going to invite at that point either. No, it wouldn't. It would have changed everything. Yeah, but they would have had to fill them out, Kevin. No, I know. I know. Okay, so if they don't invite Rutgers, but if you're who and they don't invite what they got to invite somebody. So who else is left out there? If, to, if you're the Big, if you're going to invite Temple, no. If you're the Big Ten, you probably are, are knocking on Notre Dame's door at that point. And Notre Dame's going to tell no, you to go, to go okay. pound yeah. Sam because they Couldn't can get, get all them. the money. I'm saying when these conferences want to go to 14 teams, mm-hmm. whatever going to do, eventually you have to invite somebody. You can't just sit here and go, "Well, geez, if Penn State, we're not going to invite this team, this team, this team, this team." Well, who's left? Western Kentucky. I mean, at some point, there's only so many teams <laughs> on the the thing that you can legitimately invite. No, yeah. but nobody knows what would have happened. But yeah, you got to agree that would have changed. Oh, everything. it changes everything. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, Florida State would have been your big rival. Well, we would have been doing <laughs> drives down. Yeah. You know, we still would have been going to Maryland, but also Virginia, Virginia Tech. You can those yeah. are warm. You know, drives, and then we'd had warm weather. Places we'd be going to Atlanta. So, from a selfie standpoint, you'd rather go to the ACC. Oh hell yes! And I grew up in the in Columbus. <laughs> I grew up in the Big Ten. I don't need to see Lafayette or Champagne again in life, dude. Yeah, I hear you. No, or, or Lincoln, Nebraska. I like Lincoln. I kind of like Iowa City. I like Lincoln. I did a whole thing. McCaffrey on, will be happy to hear about Iowa City. <laughs> I just talked to him like a couple days ago. Yeah, because he's coming in to, uh, to play Penn State sure. in the Palestra. Yeah. Um, uh, it's year six of James Franklin. Um, wow. Jeez. Yeah. It's a long time. I uh, thought for a second you said, are you sick of James Franklin? Well, that was going to be. Kevin that was gonna, is. That was gonna, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not. You got. Untweet. I'm not a random for the last two years. You got. So you got untweeted like by him. I kind of like him. Yeah. Um, like him. <laughs> so yeah, we're, you know, it seems like the program. Look, it, it, he was in trouble after his first two years, quote unquote, when he lost the Temple. Then they rebound. They they make their push. Are you know, and they had McSorley and Barkley and all that. 
is this the kind of year that's a transition year for them at this point? I think so. Other other people are getting on board with their defense, which I think will be really good. But, you know, I think Michigan State and Penn State are a lot alike. They've both got probably the two best defenses in the league. But are they going to be able to score points, either one of them? I'm p- actually picking Michigan State to win the league because I believe in their quarterback. I think Lewerke, Brian Lewerke was really hurt last year, and he wasn't the same quarterback he was in 2017. And I think he'll improve. Um, but I, we don't really know anything about Sean Clifford, the Penn State's new quarterback. They've got a, they've got a, a rookie at blindside tackle, left tackle. Um, they, they, and Rasheed Walker, they've got, you know, unproven wide receivers other than KJ Hamler, who is small, who's really fast and really good, but you know, he's, he's, he's not big. He's, he's five, eight. Uh, you need a big target. Um, they lost Jawan Johnson to the transfer portal. He didn't work out. They haven't had a big, strong target since Chris Godwin. I mean, they had great receivers, Alan and Robinson. then they lost, right. they lost their receiver coach, and um, he went down to Alabama, and now he's Michigan's offensive coordinator. Um, uh, he was a terrific coach. Uh, is he an offensive coordinator? I don't know. Uh, that sounded like Mike Kern right there, didn't it? You know, asking <laughs> hey, yourself Dave. a question. Hey, Dave. And Dave. then saying, I don't know. You tell me. <laughs> Dave, if the other quarterback had stayed, would that have made a difference to you? I don't know. I mean, did you see him in the Michigan? I, I like I said, I I just know the quarterback they had the last three years was really good. Yeah, and he was, but but he was rendered, um, he was almost neutered by the lack of of wide receiver yeah. competence last year. I mean, Josh Gaddis was a really good wide receivers coach, and that is an underrated position coach these days. He was making probably three hundred thousand dollars. We don't actually know. Two years ago here. Then he went down to Birmingham, was making making five twenty five. Now he's at Michigan as a coordinator, making nine hundred thousand with incentives up to one point two. That's what mobility is like right now with coaches, and you, it's really hard to keep a staff together, man. I mean, it's hard for Saban to keep coaches, let alone James Franklin. It, it's tough, but it had a big impact on Penn State's season last year. Their wideouts were not good. They didn't get open. They didn't get separation. They didn't catch the ball. Otherwise, they were awesome. Um, and it hurt hurt even Trace McSorley. So that has to be fixed. They have a new wideouts coach. Um, we'll see what happens. Dave Jones joins us from the uh, from Penn Live and the Patriot News, longtime Penn State beat writer. Dave, they don't leave state uh, state college until the end of September, and then that's to go to College Park. And I'm not sure that is a, a, a big trip for them. You know, if you think about it, how important is it for them heading into their biggest game is obviously going to be at home against Michigan in, in mid-October, the white. Well, I think you're skipping at Iowa, dude, and yeah. it's not going to be easy. I mean, I mean, but, but for them to, to, for the program to keep moving forward, they have to have a lot of momentum early to get through that stretch at, at Iowa city and at home against Michigan. Correct. Yeah, but I mean, it's stair steps up. If you wanted to tailor make a schedule that allowed a young quarterback and his wideouts to get used to each other, this is it. I mean, Idaho's a tap in. 
Buffalo is a pretty good Mac level team. Very good, actually. They beat Mac. Temple last year. Here. Yeah, they're they're a good team. Yeah. and they were they were well coached for years uh, by uh, the guy who just you know I think he just took off, didn't he? Um, Pittsburgh, you know, hates them, and this is their last game. Uh, before, as far as we know, for a long time, and um, then they have to then they get a bye, but they have to go into Maryland. And Maryland isn't very good, but it's a Friday night. It's the Big Ten opener. It's Sean Clifford's first road game. Mm-hmm. That's going to be Maryland's Super Bowl, yeah. and hopefully they won't, uh, for Maryland's sake, they won't be beat up. And Maryland, and, and Maryland always seems to have an extra edge against Franklin. Uh, like uh, it's been years since he left there, but Franklin not gets not lately, dude. No, no, but I mean, th- when the last the last couple I covered, which I guess is three years ago, it seemed like. Franklin takes that game real seriously, and Maryland takes that game really seriously. Yeah, too. well, it doesn't. It hasn't really mattered if Maryland took it. Seriously. <laughs> it's true. It, the, I think it was thirty-eight fourteen, and in in twenty sixteen, they were just getting going on their big streak, and and then they went. The last time in the College Park was sixty-six to three. Yeah, that's true. And thirty-eight to three last year, I think it was thirty-five three, something like that here, um, and that was with uh, the USC uh, Franklin. Uh, rumors running around. Um, they are playing against my nephew at, at at quarterback for Maryland. I don't know if you guys knew that. We do now. Yeah, <laughs> your nephew's the quarterback at my Maryland? nephew is the Maryland quarterback, Josh Jackson. Yes. Is it is it one of those things? Is that a good sign or a bad sign? I I it's just weirding that weirding me out. <laughs> okay. The whole uh, thing's. Can you imagine having to cover your nephew against the, the your beat? Especially if he throws the winning touchdown pass with like three seconds to go. No, I mean, I just don't want can't, to. Can't wait to see your Twitter feed that week, then, Dave. <laughs> well, it's already out there. People know. People have been pretty nice about it. And, you know, I want to see. His name is Josh Jackson. He transferred in from Virginia Tech. He had a really good freshman season. Um, he got hurt in week three last year. And uh, things kind of went south at Virginia Tech for him. And he got out of there. Um, and he, he's a grad transfer. He graduated in three years cause he redshirted his freshman year. Um, so I just want to see him stay healthy and, um, and I want to see him do well and I don't care whether Maryland wins the game or Penn state wins the game, but you know, it's going to be strange, very strange covering, covering somebody, you know, that well, I mean, my son and, and Josh are first cousins and they, you know, they grew up together. It's just really strange. The whole thing's weird. So, Dave, <laughs> the, the, the over-under number on them is eight, which seems like, you know, I mean, Vegas is usually pretty good about getting For it. For wins? Yes. It's over-under oh, really? over eight. That. I didn't know that. Um, that's, that's where I picked them. I picked them eight and four. Yeah. And that, but if, if I mean, let's say they went eight and four. You know, is, is that in, in a transition year with these things that we're saying? I mean, I don't think that's such a bad. I mean, I think if they win ten games, that's probably you know out kicking the coverage. But yeah, I don't think I they agree. necessarily should, they should win six either. So is that no, what kind of season we're probably looking at? Yeah, I'm picking eight and four. I just don't know. I don't know how they're going to score points necessarily. Mm-hmm. They might figure it out, but they've got an unproven coordinator. I mean, anytime you've got an absolute rookie at blindside tackle who played like uh, you know a few plays last year. That's that's not good. You don't know how that's going to work. I mean, he was a he was a big time recruit, but still, um, the offensive line has never really developed continuity under Matt Leingrover, and that surprised me. I thought I really admired him at Minnesota. I thought he was tremendous 
and he, he, his guys were the backbone of that team uh, under Jerry Kill, and they they built something out of nothing there. Um, PJ Fleck, I think, is a carnival barker, and you know he's he's all promotion all the time. Um, I think that program really was built under Jerry Kill and. And Matt Limegrover really they 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 ran the ball consistently well. Uh, they kept the ball. They played old style ball control. And I always thought that would happen here with the offensive line with Limegrover, but they've kind of stagnated. They had they've done okay, but not that great. And they really need those guys to come together uh, this year. But they lost the kid from Archbishop Wood to the. You know, he, he tried to make the NFL. He didn't get drafted. I don't even know what's happened to him. But they, they lost, uh, you know, a couple of kids they, they might not have. And, I you know, I'm, I'm kind of afraid they're just going to be back in the same shape. And I think they need a consistent ground game to, to help uh, uh, Sean Clifford. I don't know if that's going to happen. Dave, you mentioned Franklin and USC earlier when all the USC rumors were flying last year. Well, the situation really hasn't changed that much. If no, it hasn't. No. So what do you think the long-term future of James Franklin and State College is? I mean, does it depend on, you know, if USC came knocking again, you know, at the end of this year, which very well could happen, um, do you get the sense that he's open to a move or is he? Well, first of all, I think Clay Helton made a really good hire uh, for his new uh, offensive coordinator. I think they're. I think they're going to win the Pac-12. Um, okay. But if they don't, he's going to get fired. You yeah. Know, if they don't make a Rose Bowl, you're right. Yeah. Lin, they they just rehab their stadium, and Lynn Swan is anxious. Yeah. I think to to make a move. Well, Lynn Swan's not solid in that place either. No. I mean, he. They've got a new president. New athlete. He's he's only been the athletic director for a couple of years, replacing Pat Hayden. So uh, I think. You know, do you realize USC has never had a blackhead coach? Really? I mean, that's you don't think about it, but then you realize, no, they haven't. Yeah, and they haven't Lin, had that much turnover, though, if you think about it. That's true, but Lynn Swan, well, you know, they did in the, the, the 80s and 90s, Kevin. You know, they... Until Pete they got there, yeah. They could have, yeah, they could have had a blackhead coach by now, but they haven't. And here you've got a black athletic director, and more than that, a guy in James Franklin who really would be a perfect fit for L.A. Would he not? I mean, what do you think about that? Yeah, I mean, he his style will work well on oh, yeah. the alumni circuit. At, look. Oh, my God. I mean, and all you do, you don't have to really recruit at USC. No. You pick and choose because all those kids grow up wanting to go to USC. And, and you you own the Pac-12 South. All you got to do is beat Utah, for God's sake. And and Dave, I'll give one thing. I'll it's give much easier than the Big Ten East. Right. I'll give Franklin this, and, and you know I'm critical of his in-game stuff a lot. Okay, the one thing Franklin did that I thought was impossible when you came in the door at Happy Valley was he calmed a lot of warring factions if you will you know still you know look that was the biggest problem for bill o'brien well bill had to do it right dude, i dude jay dave joiner made two wonderful hires and people like to to get into dave joiner's ass i mean look he didn't ask for that job but he first he hired the perfect guy for one situation was which was bill o'brien mm-hmm. to just keep the ship afloat could could you have hired anyone better for that job? Nope. No. 
And then he hired when I would not have. I would have, you know, I would have hired some, uh, some maybe probably some Penn State guy. He went outside the box and hired a real salesman in James Franklin who made everyone forget that stuff. To your to your point, Kevin. Yeah. He 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 made that next transition on to okay, let's let's get the brand back and recruit to that brand because that brand is still living. That brand hasn't died, and anyone thinks that it that has is just wrong. And he did it. I didn't think it was possible at that time. And especially not think and, it was and especially five years. I mean, that program after what happened, you know, with the with the Paterno Sandusky stuff and all that and it was trailing off even at the end of Joe's time yeah, before I, the scandal. I thought, I thought I thought in 2014 James Franklin was the absolute wrong hire and mm-hmm. I could not have been more wrong. He did things with recruiting I didn't think were possible. Plus, he understood. And, and look, I give him credit that he understood his weakness, and he went and hired good assistant coaches as his two coordinators. Yes, and unfortunately, right now it's so hard to keep a really good staff together. Right. I mean, you just got to keep juggling, juggling, juggling all the time. That you can't be Joe Paterno anymore where your staff comes and wants security and they all stay with you for 10 or 15 or 20 years, that is not going to happen again because the money in, in coaching is so crazy that you can triple your salary in two years like Josh Gaddis did. And that is out there for every coordinator. I mean, look, if Brent Pry has a good season with that defense, he's been doing this for a while. He's going to, he's going to get all sorts of head coaching offers. Yeah. So then, then he's not going to be able to keep him. I mean, it just keeps going over and over and over. It's a hamster wheel. And so everything he says is true. Um, I think James Franklin's done a terrific job. So if, if he goes nine and three, that would be a huge success. I think eight and four is what I expect. Other people don't. But the question is, if Clay Halton gets fired out there, and if James goes nine and three, can Penn State even keep him? So who's the next coach after him? Oh, who knows? Let me <laughs> <laughs> let me <laughs> one at a time. Get, let me get to December before Matt Rule. That God, Matt you R- tell me Matt Rule would be a logical. I thought Matt Rule I, would I, I, would be a great choice. I thought, I, I've actually thought about it, and Matt Rule would be great. But I had heard that for whatever it's worth, that his wife wasn't for that. And I don't know. I've never talked to his wife. I've never talked to Matt about it because they were in state college, obviously. For but that's what I heard that when his name kept popping up, that it was Mike, just like Mike. Mike. Nobody's wife is for. State oh no, no. I, I get that, but but I mean, she had. But there was. I guess what I'm saying is maybe more reasons than just it's in the middle of nowhere. I just, there, well, there was something I know, know but, but gotta, where, where, where is that nails in the middle of nowhere? I mean, really let's be serious. Wait, half, no, half, I, half the I college football that. places in America are in the middle of nowhere. I no, mean, Nick but, Saban's wife has to live in Tuscaloosa for crying out loud. It's really Birmingham. It's 40 miles from Birmingham. It's not Birmingham. <laughs> it's, it's Tusca- Tuscaloosa. Birmingham. Trust me. It's Forty miles away, not a yeah. hundred. You make, you make not a hundred from here. The bottom line is when you're making when you're making 
five million dollars a year for you know you go i mean it's going to be matt's decision if they go to matt you know it's going to be matt's decision um well we're aren't we getting ahead of ourselves well you were the guys that brought up the, the, him, the no, usc that's i mean that's, well no i think the usc is a legitimate argument uh, the question i'm not saying, I'm not saying it's not to get fired man yeah see that's and what you do kevin get fired. you you do this all the time you you you, you say what well, and then you come back and say well i didn't say well yeah but you did you're kind of saying, well, Helton, well, you know, got to win the. Pack. I mean, what if Helton gets to the Big well, Twelve t- or the, the Pac Twelve title game and loses by two points to Washington? Well, no, I'm, I'm all right. Then, Dave, let me ask the question: Take USC off the table. Is there another job that could appeal to James Franklin? Not offhand that I can think of. I, I, I just USC is such. A, a slam dunk fit. Productive job. It's LA. I mean, yeah. not it, it's, you it's know LA. the money these guys make. That's a place where you talk about wives. You talk about lifestyle. Sure. I mean, you absolutely have to have the money in yeah. a place like LA. And when you do, I mean, the world is your oyster. It is amazing. Yeah. I used to work a month out of every year out there when I was a TV writer, TV critic, and. I mean, it is fabulous. I'm learning all You're kinds right. of things about you, Dave, that I never knew before. I'm learning yeah, all kinds TV, of things about I you that I never. TV, I was what they used to call. You remember when people had TV critics? We I had mean, Kev, we had Kevin Mulligan. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Kevin Mulligan was terrific. <laughs> and, but there are other jobs. Like we can sit here because we don't know what. I'm sure. I mean, I don't think Franklin's going to end his career at Penn State. Let me put it that way. Somewhere, somehow, some way. Playing in division with Michigan, Ohio State, Michigan State, there's got to be easier ways to make a living. Mm-hmm. And so I don't know what school. I mean, you know, who would have thought Cristobal was going to go to Oregon? You know, and then all of a sudden he's at Oregon and he's doing well. I mean, there could be, who knows? And there's probably places where James Franklin would never want to go. I don't he did, know. He did it again, Kevin. You tell me. Who well, knows? Yeah, it's, I'm just, <laughs> I'm, I'm saying is we could, but to say, well, is there any other jobs out there that James Franklin would be interested in? Well, if the no, answer is no, that's that's a bad you know, answer because there's got to be I, other jobs. Well, Mullen just went to Florida. I mean, right. the ones that 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 pop out of you are are the urban jobs in the Sun Belt, sure. and the SEC, and and Mullen just filled one. I mean, would you want to go to any of the other places necessarily? I don't know. I mean, he's making enough money. All like you said, Mike. A lot of those places are outposts. Yeah. Anyway. I mean, how about LSU if that pops open? I don't know. I'm just throwing no, it out there. No, no. Those people are crazy. I mean, they're... And they're Penn not State's crazy not? in Penn State? <laughs> and they're not cra- They're not going to be crazy in L.A. if he goes to L.A.? No, they're, uh, they're much, much... Oh, I know what you're saying, they, but, but they'll want him to win. They'll want him to win immediately. Are you asking me? Are you asking me? I'm saying, would I have thought Matt Rule was ever going to go to Baylor? No, I but we were talking about LSU. I, Hold on, LSU. Okay. I don't think is a bad job, but that's me. No, but you don't want to go to Baton Rouge. Those people are out of their minds. Ah. They're like they're like Kentucky basketball. But if LSU fans. comes to you and offers you a lot of money, which it probably would, I'm not saying it's going to happen. And you, that that's one of the most fertile recruiting grounds in the country. Mm-hmm. I mean, the players that LSU gets every year is mind-boggling. And he does have a, 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 they, they a SEC never get a quarterback. They and never he also has quarterback. SEC yeah. experience. I, I don't so. think that's that far-fetched. Now, I don't know if they would care one iota about him, and I don't know if the LSU coach, uh, he seems like he's under a little bit of pressure, too. They're always under pressure. But, you know, the, but dude, that's coach. That's coach. Oh. Absolutely. I mean, he's a local 
And it, it's not like he did bad last year. He went ten and three. No, but they okay. think they should be going. They think they should be going to the. They have that's LCC the title point. game. That's what I told you. But that's They're okay. Nuts. But that you but, know. But, but they're out of their mind. But lots of schools think like that. Penn State people probably think they should be going to the Big Ten title game every year. But where is the gain there? You're going from the the Big Ten East to the SEC West. Is I'm not that say- better. I'm just saying, is he in his mind? I don't know what James Franklin thinks. Maybe he th- he would see a job like that and say, hey. Yeah, I've been at Penn State seven years. I've done what I thought I could do. I'm going to go there and give out a shot. I don't know. I'll, I'll float it. Uh, well, I say no. Okay, no, and you're probably right. Dave, I'll float a dark horse out there. Here when, you go. When when Chip Kelly eventually fails at UCLA. No, no. No? They're, they're, no, you're always second banana in that town. In fact, you're like ninth banana in that city. Um, UCLA has never really taken football seriously and any kid who grows up in southern california wants to go to usc that that's that's not a job you want um ucla basketball is you know that's a whole different thing yeah well that that's not even what it used to be either so no no those are spoiled fans who think they they should be you know what they they never will be again but but ucla football no i just think sometimes guys go places that surprise you for whatever reasons well and they they turn let's let's get back to you guys original question which is you know would six years be enough for a guy who has never gathered any moss he is not and i made that that point when the usc rumors were floating around and i asked him last year on a tuesday i'm sure he loved that (laughs) well you know what you know what when 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 you ask somebody a direct question, are you going to be the, the coach at Penn State next season? And he didn't, doesn't, does not answer it. It makes you, it gives you pause. Yeah. He, he would not answer it. And then the next day he tried to do damage control and said, no, nah, I'm, you know, I'm, I hope to be here for a long time. Well, you know, when I asked him point blank, he wouldn't answer it. And I asked him on the Big Ten conference call so I could have him alone and ask it the way I wanted to ask it, which is like that. That's the way you ask it. You don't say, hey, you know, there's been a lot of rumors about USC and leave leave him to BS his way to, to wherever he wants. You say, are you going to be the coach next year at Penn State? And they certainly want him. And he would not answer it until like the next day when – you know, all hell broke loose because he didn't a- answer it. And in the interim, I I really thought about USC and thought about all the reasons he might want to take it. And man, it's a seductive job. It's a better job in every way. You, you recruiting is so much easier. Your life is so much easier. You can live well in Los Angeles on five or six million dollars. You don't really have to recruit. You just pick and choose who you want. Mm-hmm. Um, the 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 Pac-12 South is so much easier than the Big Ten East. That that's just the job I would be worried about if I was Penn State fan. Speaking of the Big Ten East, then this will be my final question to you. I'm sure Mike may have one or two more, but I got nothing. Uh, <laughs> John John Harbaugh, um, Jim Harbaugh, or Jim Harbaugh. Excuse me. Uh, this is such an NFL town, man. <laughs> tell me about it. The, it appear, and you picked Michigan State to to go. Yeah, but nobody else did. I'm the only one. Okay, <clears throat> Harbaugh like appears to have the magic carpet ride 
schedule in a sense of most of his most of his tough games are at home. He gets Ohio State at home. He gets Notre Dame at home, and all that. If he doesn't succeed this year, I mean, they they kept saying they keep saying he's there for life and everything, but the, the the fire's there when you don't beat Ohio State year after year after year. Correct? Yeah, but it's worse. It's much worse in Columbus. That's what people people equate Michigan and, and Ohio State. They're not equal as far as pressure in the slightest. Uh, I, you know, I grew up in Columbus. I went to Ohio State. I'm an Ohio State graduate. I sold Coca-Cola in Ohio Stadium when I was 14. I mean, those people are nuts. You talk about LSU fans, Ohio State are worse. They're the most spoiled, rotten fans in college football. There are none worse. None. Not Florida. Not, not LSU. Nobody. They're, they're Kentucky basketball. Michigan, Michigan is a tweety, collegiate, you know, they, 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 they love to think of themselves as really belonging the, in the Ivy League instead of Dartmouth. That's how Michigan thinks of themselves. You know, they're, they're not really that tough. And who are you going to hire? I mean, who are you going to hire if he doesn't win the Big Ten this year? Are you going to fire him and go out and hire somebody else, Kevin? Oh, I'm not saying – I think, though, it almost becomes like John Cooper did in Columbus. It, yeah, but how long hard. did John Cooper go? John and that Co- was in Columbus. Do you know how long he went? Uh, he went 13, t- 13 years. years, right? Yeah. And okay. won, what, twice? Yes. So, you know, I, I just don't see – The problem also for Harbaugh – The problem for Harbaugh also is he doesn't beat Michigan State. He hasn't beat Ohio State. He struggled against Notre Dame. So it's, you know, that's, you know, the big games where, he, he, you know, you're judged by, I think, uh, you know, in Ann Arbor, that's where he I struggled. I think it's, it's, it's worse than that. It's close games. Yeah. They are 5-8 and eight in games decided by a touchdown or less. Which um, is stunning because they were so good about that at Stanford. You know, it, uh, you know, the guy didn't forget yeah, the coach. Yeah, but, man, man, the game has changed. He had Andrew then. Luck at I went Stanford. Back, I went back and watched. True. That Stanford game against USC, you know the the what's your deal game, uh, to, to to write because um, I had I wanted to write a column about Oliver about Andrew Luck, and God Andrew Luck was so great in that game he was just awesome and it was ten years ago it's been ten years it was two thousand nine, um, but but the game has really changed since then and you can't load up and go j- double tight end jumbo and win in this crazy way, the game of the college football. But that's not what they're doing this year. They've changed their offense. Oh, well, it, do you know that? Well, they said they were. I mean, I'm, yeah, just, I'm going like, like, I'm like everybody they else. They said they were going to change for okay. three, four years. Well, maybe you he won't. always happens. But he you brought in a different happens. coordinator, like you he's said. Little, he's little Bo. I will believe it when I see it. And well, we'll, anybody we'll find can out. Do it. If anybody can do it, it's Josh Gaddis. Because Josh yeah. Gaddis is awesome. He is a terrific coach, and he will utilize those wideouts, and he's got a good quarterback in Shea Patterson, and it should work. But, man, I am telling you, that guy, he sphincters up just like his old mentor did, just like Woody Hayes, who is Bo's mentor, did. And in big games, I just wonder if he's not going to take over. He'll take over the play calling. You know, he's, he's, he's totally old school. And he's done it year after year after year. They, they were saying two years ago Brandon Peters was going to be the answer. Now he's in Illinois. You know, they've got tremendous wideouts. 
They've got Tariq Black and Donovan Peoples-Jones, and they've got guys that should have been utilized for a long time. Donovan Peoples-Jones should be a national star. Totally wasted. Yeah. Wasted. Dave, and, Dave. T- I, I just don't I, – I, I'll believe it when I see it. That's all I'm saying. Dave, 10 seconds or less, does the Big Ten get a representative in the, in the playoff this year? No. It's third year in a row, right? Yep. And the, if I had to guess, yeah. no. Ohio State it's wasn't all, in two years ago? It's all about second loss. I mean, and frankly, I Ohio think, State was in two years oh, ago. two years ago. And okay. got clubbed. Right. So, frankly, I think, um, you know, the, the, the Big Ten East is really tough. And then there's no guarantee you're going to go in this year and beat whoever comes out of the West because I think the West is getting a lot better. Okay. You know, Iowa's still good. Nebraska's getting a lot better. Purdue's getting a lot better. Minnesota's getting a lot better. Um, it's not going to be easy to survive without two losses. And, two, and nobody with two losses has ever made it. That's the problem. Well, they don't get him with one loss. Yeah. Well, they'll, they'll, give, two. they'll give them a loss, but they won't give them two. No. Dave Jones, Patriot News. And Penn Live, you can follow him there. Uh, D Jones Hoop is the uh, Twitter handle. Dave, Go back to painting. Dave, yep, have fun painting on these uh, two days before college football no, season I'm gets, gets going. You've had enough? Okay. I've had enough for today. Maybe tomorrow. Yes, tomorrow. Ba- thank you, David. Okay, babe. Take care. Be good, man. Pleasure. Yep. Love you guys. All right. Thanks, Dave. Dave Jones from the Patriot News joining us. And uh, Michigan State's not winning the big. And I, I, I they, you know, no, what Dave likes to do is Dave will throw things out that nobody else throws out. Mm-hmm. And then if it happens, like the one, you know, Dick Girardi told me one time, Dave hasn't been right since like 1992. But I haven't been right since like 1994. So you think he loves Josh Gaddis, by the way? He, 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 <laughs> yeah. I love Dave. And USC ain't, I shouldn't say USC, that. USC could win the Pac-12. They, they, they could, I mean, because they're, I mean, Utah's pretty good. Uh, I don't think anybody else in the South is really that good. So, yeah, they, they probably could. Oregon's decent in the Oregon, North. Washington, and um, Utah. No, Utah's in the South. They're oh, yeah, in, that's right. But, they're in their but, I mean, Utah's a contender to get out of. Utah and USC probably will come down to in the South. And I think Utah gets them at home. I'm not sure. And in the North, it's probably Oregon or Washington, I'm guessing. And probably for the third straight year, the Pac-12 will not get a team in the playoff. I mean, it's pretty hard to look at college football and say that it's not going to be Alabama, Clemson, and two other teams, with the two probably being Georgia and Oklahoma. Now, it won't happen because nobody's that right all the time. But you could say right now there's probably only about eight teams that have a shot because there's no, there's no long shot coming out of the – like Auburn the one year right. with Cam Newton just came out. And even Oregon was a little bit of a, a surprise that year. You just don't see a team like a Utah or a USC or a um, Texas. Man, I mean Texas is one of those eight teams. I shouldn't say that, but like an LSU, which could be a decent team, they're not going to get in because they ain't going to finish with one loss. No, and that's the problem. Uh, while we're here, we're going to start something here on the podcast heading into a weekend. Uh, normally, we'll pick three NFL games and three college games. There's no NFL, obviously, this week. We can uh, still pick them. <laughs> I like the Jets tonight. You like the Jets tonight? Yeah. Whoever's going to this game, seriously. <laughs> now I hate I hated the, I hated exhibition football five years ago, ten years ago. You really? Now, hate it now. it is it is just it is god awful. I mean, really, 
it's like it's like going to a Temple game in the 1990s. No, it's not because at least a Temple game you score some points. The other team would, but I mean, it's just it's brutal. I, I don't understand why people. I guess it's people that can't get tickets to regular season and just want to go to a kids. Game. Go. Sure, I understand that. You know, kid can say, "Hey, I went to the game. I saw the Eagles," and and but man, God. And and, the, it, and it used to be it used to be at least if you got the, the third, third game, games were pretty decent. not no, not anymore not anymore not anymore all right Br- brutal but since there's no there's no NFL this week uh, we're gonna have are we we're gonna try to have Eddie Barkowitz on next week on we'll our try. show uh, to talk about he's the, on the beach today to talk to, to, oh lucky him yeah I know I, he invited me but I had you thanks for making me feel guilty what can I tell you I had uh, other things too. Um, we're going to pick three college football games this week. I'll start. And go ahead. I'm going to... We'll go one, 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 one. Okay. We'll go back and forth. I'm going to take the Irish. Wow. At Louisville. And I'm usually not... The, the first, first of all, let's get something straight. The first couple weeks of the season... Are tough. Are tough because you're going... You're feeling that, especially mm-hmm. opening week. I do a fraud five every week that I do for my friend, Glenn Papazian, um, phillycollegesports.com. It will fraud five will be appearing this week because there's always upsets. There's always upsets somewhere, somehow, some way a game you didn't think could go a certain way does. But I think, I don't think Louisville is very good. They weren't very good last year. They're going to be a little bit better this year because they had a new coach. They couldn't be worse. I think Notre Dame's pretty good. I mean, I don't think they're going to the playoff. I still think they're going to be like a nine win team. And books really good. They're, they're, I mean, right. now if, if, yeah, if Louisville comes out and puts 21 on the board, then Notre Dame might not be covered. But I, I kind of see like about a like a 42-14 kind of game, something like that. I don't usually like laying that many points. I really don't. But I just I just I don't think the Irish are going to lose the game. The fact that it's in Louisville, I guess if it was in Notre Dame, the line would be like 25. Yeah. So maybe I'm getting a who knows. All right, you're going to take Louisville. Or I'm sorry, you're going to take Notre Dame against Louisville, and I think it's what? What did you say? The line nineteen and a half. I think I saw. All right, I'm going to take USF going to Camp Randall and get eleven against Wisconsin. And is that more of an anti-Wisconsin or a it's a it's pro a, South Florida? It's a little bit of both. South Florida faded at the end of the season last yeah, year, but they're they're decent. but they're decent. Their their line play usually is pretty good. Mm-hmm. Can get a couple skill position guys out there. And if you're going to get Wisconsin, I always felt it's better to get them in. You know, a lot of people aren't picking. You know, Dave said something about the West being the Big Ten West. A lot of people don't think the Big Ten West. Like, right. I know Nebraska's getting better, even though they're probably still a year or two away from being, you know. But people aren't, like, real high on Wisconsin this year. It's no. They're, like, they're picking them, like, be seven, eight wins, something like that. And I'm thinking, well, okay, you know. So you may, maybe you're on to something. I mean, maybe. I mean, and, and also I think you got a new quarterback, Wisconsin, right? Wisconsin, yeah, and Wisconsin's also not the type of team that I, you feel comfortable laying eleven with. You know, like sometimes, yeah, sometimes they're, they don't score. They're they're not they're not going to put fifty five or six. South up. Florida can score a little. They're, yeah, they're, they yeah. Do I see them winning outright? No, but I think USF stranger keeps things it, have happened. Yeah, but I think USF keeps it close, and I I think USF if you lay, uh, take the eleven and take a shot. What's your second game? Second game. And this might surprise because I I was it was hard. I looked at all the games this week. It, it, I just found it to be a hard card. Um, it is a very hard. Card. And and by the way, they are putting FCS lines out now. Yeah. So I am going to try to come up 
every week in my in my thing for betters insider which i hope people are looking at because we're trying to do a good job i'm going to try to come up with a caa game every week because i think there's money to be made in that league and, and i know a couple people that i can tell it's, it's a top heavy league isn't it's it? it's a very good it's usually it's a good league but there's always a line or two that seems like it's out of whack. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll, we'll try. And and before we say anything, Temple and Penn State are such heavy favorites against inferior FCS that I wouldn't know which way to go. I have no idea. I don't feel comfortable laying They're 40, 40 with points, anybody. But I don't feel comfortable <laughs> taking Bucknell and 40 when, when you know Bucknell has no chance to win the game. Mm-hmm. You know, and just helps. Anyway, my second game is, and I think I'll get the line right. It's around the field goal. It might actually be four, three and a half. Kansas. They're playing an FCS team, um, Indiana State, I believe it is. Right. I'm almost sure it's Indiana State. Les Miles' first game in Kansas. Yep. I don't think Kansas is going to be a seven-win team this year or anything, but I think Les, be- Les will make them better. Mm-hmm. How much better? Who knows? Les, but, Les is a good coach. Everybody kind of— But they might have not much—for all I know, the cover could be bare. Yeah. I'm just saying is—but last year they lost to Nickel State because they made my fraud five, a home opener in overtime. I just don't see them losing— to Indiana State in Les's debut, and you're only giving up like a field. You might be giving up a little bit more in a field goal. I'll take a chance with Les because it's not very often I'm ever going to take Kansas. It, and this is going against one of my golden rules. You never lay like four touchdowns on anything, except I'll take Ohio State. I'll lay the 28 against Florida Atlantic. And the reason why Ryan Field's first game as head coach, um, I think that they were quarterback's a, first game, or did he win the job? I think he won the job. Okay, if I'm not mistaken, I mean they played really well at the end of last season. Yeah, they were a good football team at the end of the year. They have a decent number of returners back. It's it's a noon kickoff in Columbus. Yeah, I think that there's so much talk about what Michigan will be. I think Ohio State. Ohio State's still the favorite in that. I'm just, I'm just telling you, betting-wise, Ohio State is the favorite over Michigan. I'm just saying. I, I understand. They've won 13 in the last 14 against Michigan, which might be the reason. And But I think people are thinking because Urban Meyer's gone. That but they're still change. the but favorite. But they are still the favorite. Slightly. Not, right. There's not much difference, but Ohio State is the favorite in every betting line over Michigan. But all the conversation, at least in the Big Ten, has been this is Harbaugh's year to make a move. I think Ohio State, because of the coaching change and everything, it just seems like a good spot for them to and One to thing I will and, say, I, I don't know what Lane Kiffin's going to have. I mean, there's four favorites in their conference, which I, th- I, I can't even, some belt is it? I, yeah. I, I don't know. Um, and they're all like five to one. And Florida Atlantic's one of them. But uh, Ohio State does get Cincinnati next week. And I'm not sure if that what that game means to them. I mean, they're former coach coaches. I don't know if any of that means. I don't think they're looking ahead to Cincinnati or anything like that. But, you know, you know, first week, you don't know. I agree with you. Ohio State could come out there and put like a 50 on them. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and not care very much if they hurt Florida Atlantic's feelings. So, now for my third game, Go ahead. I, I'm going to give you two. Only because I couldn't decide between the two. One game's already started. Um, Clemson? I, I, no, the Cincinnati game. Okay. Cincinnati-UCLA. And, and I, now I'm not feeling as sure about it, but Cincinnati went to UCLA last year, won by nine, but they scored a late touchdown. Right. They were pro- They might have been an underdog. I'm not sure. They went, won 11 games last year. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know if they're going to win 11 games this year, but they are a team that could win Temple's conference. Um, and they get UCLA at home. UCLA will be better. Chip's second year, they, they weren't very good last year, um, and they're only laying two and a half. And I'm just thinking Cincinnati's going to win the game. 
Don't know. Just throwing that out. The other one was Wake Forest, where Dave Clawson does one of the best jobs in college football every year. He's never going to win the division because he's in with Florida State, Clemson. He ain't winning that division. But he's been to a bowl game the last three years and won the bowl game Mm -hmm. the last three years, including one over Temple that you and I were at. Yep. He's playing um, Utah State. Which isn't a bad team. Utah State, I think, won no, 10, they're pretty good. 10 games this year. But they're going to Wake Forest. The last time they played two years ago, Wake Forest beat them like 46-10. to 10, But Utah State was like 6-7 and seven that year. So I, I, I can't. But I just think that's a long way. You're all the way across the country to play a team. And Wake Forest will probably care because every they need to win six games or seven games, six games to get to a bowl game. So I'm going to, I'm going to take the Dave Clausens. I think they're giving three and a half or four. It's somewhere around there. All right. I'm going to actually go. My final game is going to be a ACC matchup, a coastal matchup, already in conference matchup, or in division matchup. Okay. I'm going to take Virginia lay to four at Pitt because, look, Pitt went six and two last year in, in, in the ACC. Okay. They actually ended up going to the ACC championship game and, and playing mm-hmm. Clemson and got walloped there, as you would expect. I'm not a big fan of uh, of of Pitt ever. At, you know, I'm not a big fan of Pitt's style and everything. I think Virginia last year they had a couple injuries, if I'm not mistaken, kind of hurt them down the stretch. They played better down the uh, they played better at home than they did away. Mm-hmm. Um, it's interesting. I was looking at that game. And I was thinking about the same side you were. And then I started reading some stuff about the game, just like how the series had gone recently. And I don't know how much bearing that has on anything because something that happened three or four years ago might not have, but sometimes it does. But it was weird. It was like, um, and it sort of just led me away. Not that I didn't like Virginia, but just to, to stay away from it. Um, I agree with you at first glance. Laying four in the road sometimes in a conference game is is maybe not a good thing. But I... I if the game were Virginia, I'd really like Virginia, even right. if they were laying like a touchdown. But that is a big game because the teams in that division, I think it's Miami, Virginia, Virginia Tech, and you, Pitt, you have a, all have a chance. Yeah, and you have a path to the ACC championship game. Now, you also know the ACC championship game is pretty much where it's going to end for you. I mean, Well, yeah. yeah, but you want the chance. But you want the chance. It's Pitt, yeah. Georgia Tech, which will be different this year, obviously, without... Uh, yeah, I don't think Georgia Tech's very good. No. Virginia, Miami, Virginia Tech. They're the four. Yeah. They're the four. Duke and... No, well, no, no Duke. Duke did go in five I know, five but, they're, but they're not. They're, and Carolina's off. No. Okay. They, well, they got a new... They got their, their old coach back. Back Brown. Um, I, I mean, I and, and if you can go on in a conference... Think about this, though. In a conference where it might be bunched, might be, two losses might win the division. Who the heck knows? Getting a road win early is big. Mm-hmm. Because you know, if Virginia loses that game, they say, "Okay, well, we're going to get Miami at home, or we're going to get this team at home." But if you go into Pitt, because Pitt might beat Miami or beat Virginia Tech or beat some, and, and Pitt has had a history of pulling. Pitt went to Clemson one year and, and won. It's uh, no, I mean, you know, and, and look, and, and as we should state, it's for amusement purposes only, friends. Yes, it's even when I bet on Better's Insider, I, I just tell people up front. I'm giving you my best educated guesses. There were weeks when we picked the, the winners in the Daily News. And, of course, that's different because you're picking 15 games. And I was the guy responsible for coming up with the 15 games every week. And I tried to come up with the best 15 games we could. But there were weeks where I might not like 10 games. But I had to make a pick in those games. And some weeks you'd win those games. But there were weeks where you know, I had times I'd go 4-11. and 11. 
And then I'd have times where I'd go 10 and 5. So, you know. Oregon, and then people, when you go 4 and 11, everybody, ah. Yeah. <laughs> Oregon and Auburn is the best game of the weekend, though. That's pretty clear, oh, yeah. I think. And Auburn beat Washington last year. That's, on, that's on a neutral field, right? That's that, in it's at Jerry World. I Jerry think, World. Yeah. Last year, Washington lost that game by three, I think. And and I give Auburn credit for playing these two teams because, God, they're in the SEC West. They don't have to play these games. If Oregon, this game is so important for the Pac-12 because if Oregon loses that game, they're not getting in the playoffs. No. no, But no team from that conference, unless Washington goes 13-0, or God forbid Utah goes 13-0, or SC or somebody goes 13-0. So that's a, that's a that's probably the, the most watchable game, I would think, um, on, a, on, a, uh, on the card. A card. And, yeah, and it's gonna, not a great card for week I'm one. I'm going to give you a brief reason why people hate Notre Dame. Okay, so this week I, I'm on Notre Dame Harvey's email list. I love I love Harvey. Uh-huh. Harvey's great. So he sends something out about it was some site was saying something about the game. You know, was saying, well, you know, Notre Dame's ranked number nine. They're probably not that good, not quite that good. But and they gave the scores: Notre Dame forty five, Louisville. Louisville seventeen. Something it was very. So they have Notre Dame covering. They have them. Some guy chimes in back. See that? That's why we never get any compliments. They just told you they think you're they going to a playoff last year. But what I'm saying is this is how Notre Dame people think. So they're not probably the number nine team in the country. I hate to break it to them. That doesn't mean they're not a good team. doesn't mean maybe they can surprise and win 10 games or something. I, and Mike, you know this from years of doing those preseason polls, with the exception of putting Clemson and uh, Alabama. There was one too. year. I don't know if it was late. Maybe it was last year. Maybe it was a couple years ago. Like, of the top, the first top 25, like, eight of those teams weren't even in the final top 25 right. or something, some goofy thing like that. It All it is is people making, and injuries can change things. I mean, Alabama's just lost it, their two best linebackers. It's looking at a depth chart and thinking it's going to change stuff. And All you need to know is this. Going. You start with Clemson and Alabama or Alabama and Clemson. So this year it's Clemson and Alabama because Clemson won. Mm-hmm. They should be number one. Alabama should be two. Georgia and Oklahoma are the logical three and fours because they were in the play. Or Georgia wasn't in the playoff last year. No, but Oklahoma, but they would have been. They and they all should have beat Alabama in the in the SEC final. So that's where you start, and then then you go. You know, your five, six, and seven would be Ohio State, Texas, Michigan. I'm, am I wrong? No, you're I mean right. now they may not finish there. Um, and then you go, I don't know, maybe you throw an Oregon in, then you throw a Notre Dame in, and you, and that's how it works. I mean, that's just the way it is. Um, and that doesn't mean a Michigan State, by the end of the year, couldn't maybe go 11-2 and two and be ranked 7th. You know, that happened a couple years ago with Michigan State. Yeah, they sort did. of came out of nowhere. I just think this is Michigan's year. I, I think it has to be Michigan's year. Not to maybe win the national title, not to necessarily even make the playoffs because I don't know how that, you know, if Oklahoma goes twelve and one and wins the Big Twelve, and Georgia goes twelve and one and loses to Bam in the SEC title game or so, something, and it never plays out like that. But you know, Michigan could be on the outside looking in. But they get Ohio State at home, no Urban Meyer, right? You have Michigan State at home, and and Notre Dame at home, and they go to Penn State, and okay, and I think they go to Wisconsin. So there's some games in there, or, or Iowa. They, they, they go to a couple. Right. But I'm just saying is, I don't think they're going to run the table. I don't no. mean that. But they got to get Ohio State. You have to. And and if you if you don't beat Ohio State this year, 
Then, then I mean, that would be fourteen and fifteen. Think about that rivalry. They, Could you imagine, like, if 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 uh, Alabama played, well, they might, but I mean, play, right. played Georgia fifteen times and won fourteen. Dave talks about the fact that it's much bigger in Columbus. It is. He's right. He's right. He's absolutely right. It's still big in in Ann Arbor. And no, but his point was, and he's right. They're fanatic. Like they're nuts. In Columbus, I don't know if they're nuts in in Ann Arbor. Like, but goes, you could you test your on. but you test your patience if you lose again to. But they're not. Well, but Harbaugh's not going anywhere. You you talk, Kevin. You no. Talk. I'm I'm saying. What do you? Okay, so let's say they go uh, ten and two. Does it hurt recruiting if he doesn't beat? I don't know. Ryan I'm not Field a recruiting guy. I'm just telling you. But if they go ten and two, and Ohio State beats them, and Ohio State wins the East, and, okay, so he's not getting fired. And either. and then the uh, the always the hidden variable in this is does Jim Harbaugh look towards the NFL? But that could happen if he won the damn thing. Right. I mean, you can't, you you can't, there's some guys, like I think at some point, Matt Rule's going to be in the NFL. I don't know how, where, why, when, where. Almost was last year. I, I just think at some point, because he's got that, he's got that, he's got that eye to it. Yeah. He's been in the NFL even for a brief time. Harbaugh would definitely be, be a, I think. Look what he did with the 49ers. Yeah. You know, Dave Went to was, a Super Bowl. Dave was saying, well, he plays, you know, three yards in a cloud of dust. He had Colin Kaepernick running for like 900 yards. So he adapted. Yeah, Michael Crabtree. He had a, I mean, he had a good know, and offense. When he, and when he had Andrew Luck, and you can say, well, Andrew Luck was great. He still had to get coached. Yeah. He still had, you know, the, the coach was still responsible. And Stanford wasn't good before that. No. If I remember, they were kind of. So I just think the pressure is so big on him. Probably internally, yeah, more than us. We got to go. Um, really? Yeah, we we do. Okay. Happy Just, Labor Day, everybody. Happy Labor Day. We'll be back uh, early. Real next quick, week. what's your favorite food over the weekend? Are you, uh, are you grilling? Are you going to picnics or anything? Well, we're doing our backyard, so I, I'm not. Oh, okay, I'm not, I'm not okay. sure about the grilling. Okay. Uh, uh, you know, I, I think honestly, we'll probably do a night. This will sound strange. We'll do a night like a pasta or something like okay. a, like, or I'll do wings one night watching football. Maybe Saturday night watching ribs? football. Not ribs because I don't have access to the grill. Oh, oh okay. I got, see, I got to make. We're going to a party on Sunday. We, we've done this for a, a group of high school friends. There's been like six couples, and we've just stayed close. And we used to do this every Sunday of Labor Day, and we haven't done it for like about three years for whatever mm-hmm. reasons. I can't, but we're doing it again Sunday. So I'm making my big pot of meatballs. And uh, so I'll be busy um, doing that. You know, you can do that here week one for the NFL, make your big pot of meatballs. I could do a lot of things. But I think I'm going to do... I I got the Sunday tickets. I think what I'm going to do this year, though, is I'm going to throw... I've never done this before. I usually put meatball sausage. um, I'll put some some beef in it. Um, I put pork chops in it before. But I think I'm going to put ribs in it. Because I've seen people do this. That's interesting, and it see, and they say it really comes out good. Yeah, you only put them in for the flavor. You don't really put them in like to have ribs per se. Um, but yeah, it's an all day thing. Did, it's it's a, it's a it's like a labor of love. Did you use the brat sauce on the ribs? I have not yet. I've okay. I've used it. I have not used it on the ribs because the story. I, the story, by the way, for people who didn't follow us on the TV, and was I went to Milwaukee this summer and I got him brat sauce. Paul Hagen used the, to tell me that the it stadium was the, brat it sauce was the greatest. Like condiment he in, in all the major leagues. Mm-hmm. So and you, yeah, it was. I put it on uh, what a couple things. Uh, hot dog. Did I put? I, I might have put on a little steak. Ooh, like it's like a steak sauce kind of thing. But I'm thinking I just haven't cooked ribs. Um, since then, 
But yeah, I'm th- and I asked Kevin, I said, well, what do you think on ribs? Yeah. Yeah, why not? Why not? It's, it's, it's pretty, I mean, I think it goes. I wouldn't base your whole order on it. Like, I wouldn't no. make all of your ribs. No, you, you See, what I do is I cook my ribs first, and then you can put what you want on. Okay. Or you put it on at the very end. Right. Because I don't want to burn. I used to do that. When you, yeah, I put it on, then it burned. All the thing got black. I don't want that. But uh, I think in Milwaukee, the, it, it's basically, they, they have brats out there, right? And they put, like, onions yes. on them and peppers. Yep. And I, I can only imagine how good that is. Jesus. <laughs> Labor Day weekend. Enjoy it. Enjoy it, everybody. It's going to be snowing in three months. That's it for us. I'm Kev. That's Mike. Thanks to Dave Jones for joining us. We'll talk to you next week. We'll preview the NFL here on Work on the Beat. Take care. Well, you